0: Land conquest. In this video, I'm going to show you how we value four different properties. Now, these are different examples that we picked out. Um, there are four different ones. Two of them are rural land, one of them is a typical subdivision infill lot, and another is a rural subdivision lot. So let's get started. Uh, this first property is in Allegheny County, Maryland, which definitely qualifies as a rural area. This property in particular that we picked out is 17 acres. So what I did was, uh, in the interest of saving time, I already created the map in Land ID, and as well, I already um, found the area in Zillow. But let's get started here. So obviously, this is the property here, and this is a 17-acre property. And as you can see, it definitely qualifies as rural. Although this video is about valuation, I'm going to briefly look at the characteristics of the property so we can uh, value it properly. So one thing that in these rural areas and and a property like this, I always look at the contour lines. So this is here. And as you can see, there are no lines on this property. Obviously over here, over here, over here, um, there's a stream going through that, but this property is actually fairly level. Uh, There might be a very slight slope to it, but there are no contour lines on it. So I'm gonna turn that off. Next thing I'll check is the FEMA flood zone. So as you can see, there is a river here, so this does not surprise me at all. Um, And it's pretty flat, so majority of the property is in the FEMA floodplain. You do have this corner over here, which is nice. Um, This would lend itself uh, potentially to building a home over here in the corner. As long as you've got some of the property outside of that FEMA flood zone, it uh, definitely helps. Uh, So I'm going to turn that off. Next, I'm going to look at the wetlands. And as you can see, the wetlands shows up as this river or stream here. And then there's another stream or drainage kind of going through the property here. So let's uh, let's turn those off. So now we get an idea of the property. Next I wanna zoom out pretty far just to get an idea of where this property sits. Um, I normally look for big landmarks and then that helps me sort of find things. Um, when I'm looking in Zillow or Redfin or Realtor.com. So we've got the big highway here. Um, then also kind of big cities were um, sort of halfway between Hancock and Cumberland. So a little bit more skewed towards Hancock. So we am going to go over here in Zillow. And since it's a 17-acre property, uh, one thing I am going to do first is, first of all, I'm going to make sure it's just land um, but uh, and we're looking at sold properties here. So I've bracketed it a little bit. so I've got 10 between 10 acres and 50 acres. I just want to see what pulls up. And then as well down here, this is really important sold in the last 12 months. Um, and then on this other type here, this is where you select just land. All right. So in this situation, uh, the property is located somewhere in this neighborhood over here. Now, obviously, in these rural areas, there's not a lot of comps to go by that are very close. If it was a subdivision or something, there would be something, you know, probably pretty close by that you could compare it against. But these rural properties, none of them are the same. So you're pretty, it's, uh, it's almost an art to it in a way. Uh, you're not going to find properties that are exactly like it, but you will find some that are similar, similar in size, similar in characteristics. And uh, then you can kind of make your uh, an educated assumption on the value of the property. So in this case, um, what we're looking for is we're looking for properties that were actually sold on the MLS. Uh, these, that means that they were listed by an agent and sold by an agent. Now, you will find a lot of different comps showing up over here. And many of them sometimes will not be uh, MLS properties, meaning they were sold off market and, or something like that. And they just kind of show up here on, on this map. Now, those are from the county records generally where they get those, but that wasn't a market sale, so we don't know the circumstances behind it. Was it sold to a neighbor? Was it sold to a family member? And if so, one of those certain situations like that, was it, um, was it a fair market value deal? You know, if they put it on the, the fair market, um, would, it, would it have gotten more? So uh, only in rare circumstances will we look at those off-market deals and consider them a good comp to, to base our opinion on. So obviously these are sold properties and on Zillow it shows up as these yellow dots. Now sometimes there'll be a lot more properties over here and very few dots showing on the map and uh, something with their mapping system. So you just have to kind of do your best. And like I said, you're gonna have to go a a good distance a lot of times in order to find some of these uh, comps. And the farther you go away, the less accurate those comps are. So I try to find things that are somewhat close. So since I know the property is here, I'm going to take a look at just click on some of these properties. Now here's one, uh, 17 acres, which oddly enough is, uh, the very same size as our own property, which is very good. Uh, it sold for 60,000 and it sold on six, three So that's, um, you know, uh, it, it's about 10 months ago at this point. And, um, you know, generally, the the way I tell if it's an MLS listing or MLS sale or not or open market sale is I go down to this overview section. If it just says some sort of generic text here, that means that the property is um, was an off market deal and it was not marketed by an agent. But in this case, it was listed by Dennis White, and it has some some information on. It. Next thing I look at down here is I will look at the history. All right, so the history. Um, Well, this is interesting. This property was listed in 2021 for 68,000, went contingent, and then sold in October of 2021 for 60,000. Then there was a um, some sort of off-market sale, sold to someone else for 60,000. So in this case, um, you know, we've we've got a comp that's about a year and a half old uh, for 60,000, and It's not, um, you know, and then it transferred to someone else for $60,000. So uh, not ideal, but still uh, still valid in a way. Uh, We don't know what the circumstance, maybe it was, you know, just transferred to a family member or something like that. We don't know the situation. But looking at the property, um, you know, it's kind of hard to tell exactly what it is or how it exactly compares to our property. Uh, we would get into the woods that uh, we would get into the real details on that once we send in a photographer and all that kind of thing. But uh, for right now we're just trying to get a, a good good estimate on the value. So I'd say first of all, this is a good start. We've got some around 60,000, which shows um, you know somewhat uh, maybe accurate market value. Um, clicking on some of these other ones here, 55,000 for 20 acres, all right. And let's see if we can get some details on this one. And I always like to read these as well because sometimes it'll say something in there that will give you uh, give you a good clue. Um, so this one is uh, two miles from the Warrior Mountain Wildlife Management Area. Okay, good fishing nearby, all the amenities. You know, so you're looking for things that maybe are. Um, you know, a, pro- uh, a real positive or a real negative. You know, something that would say, "Oh, this property is landlocked" or something like that. Then obviously that would not be a valid comp. So, but in this case, this property is similar size, a few acres more, um, sold for about fifty-five thousand, and um, sold over a year ago. So let's let's look at this history because yeah, I'd like to see how quickly a property sold or if it was sitting on the market for a while before it sold, and that gives an indication how aggressively it was priced. So this. This property was listed on 5-1, pending on 5-6, so less than a week it went under contract, and then sold uh, just a couple of weeks later, which is telling me that it's most likely a cash sale, and it sold right away. So this one was priced right, it was priced aggressively, you know, it's potentially they could have gotten a little bit more if they would have put it on the market and and, and let it sit for a little while. Um, Let's just uh, look around here a little bit more. this property is not an on-market sale. Yeah, so uh, this, okay, so this this actually was, um, but for some reason it was listed in 2018, listing removed, then sold. So this description is from 2018, so it's not really valid. And Then it was an off-market sale um, in 2022. So it's not really something that could be a valid comp for us. Let's look down here, see what this one is. Okay, uh, this property. 25 acres sold 11323 for 62,000. Okay, so this was an MLS sale um, listed on in October 2022, contingent in December, and then sold in January. So you know this is this is about an average. You know this is probably fair market here. This is 25 acres, and let's see if it says anything positive or negative in the description. Um, perfect for the buyer that wants to build their own hiking, okay, plot on file. You know, it's, um, it doesn't say anything positive or negative. Looks like a nice piece of property with some nice trees. You know, 25 acres, sold for 62000 So in this case, uh, I would say that's a, and that's a fairly recent sale. So I would say that's, that's pretty accurate. So I've clicked on those ones around there. Sometimes, like I said, they don't show up on the map. So you could kind of start clicking around here. Seeing what else uh, could potentially pop up, so knowing what we know, um, this property over here, which is the closest, sold for sixty thousand. Uh, that I guess it really sold in twenty twenty one for sixty thousand, and then it resold again in twenty twenty two for sixty thousand uh, off market. So that's a that's a really good comp right there. Um, and then you know we're looking at this one for sold for fifty five thousand. It was a little bit larger, twenty acres. Uh, but it's it's farther away as well, and you know without knowing the specific area, maybe this is less desirable than this area, and so on. Uh, then we've got this other one here, sixty-two thousand, and it's twenty-five acres larger property. But again, this property is pretty far away. It's actually almost on the border of West Virginia, so I would tend to think that this is the best comp. So if I was if I was looking at a fair market value property. Uh, of, of this property, this uh, uh, seventeen-acre parcel right here, I would I would put it a value of sixty thousand on. It. Now, would I anticipate that I'm going to get sixty thousand for it? Uh, no, I would not. Um, let's check one more thing. Um, I'm going to I'm going to see what is for sale around here, just so I can get an idea of. You know what the inventory levels are are like, uh, and then and then you can kind of know what's how aggressive that you have to be, or if there's really any competing listings that are right there. I don't see anything that's, you know, there's only two competing listings that looks like in this area in this whole county, uh, in that that kind of range. Obviously, there's a widespread here. Don't know why this one's a million and this one is ninety four thousand, but I would feel very comfortable um, putting this property. Uh, on the market for 59.9, I think that's where you would have to be. If you didn't get any action right away, you could probably reduce it to 55,000 or 54.9, something like that, and then then get it sold. So personally, I would anticipate a, a sale price of 54, 55,000, something like that. And if you did get 60,000, then you could. Uh, uh, you'd obviously be beating your estimates. But you want to you be conservative. You want to price things aggressively so it will sell quickly. But, um, but I think that's a pretty cut and dry property. I think you're, you're looking right around that uh, 55 to 60 mark right there. Okay, so that's property number one. Let's move on to example number two. Now, example number two is in Butte County, California. And this property is a four-acre property, so it's not as large of a property by any means, but as you'll see, it is a very rural area. So, let's take a look at the area itself. So, this is Butte County, California, and you can see this is uh, the Lake Oroville area. Uh, This is a reservoir here, as you can see, and... um, this area here has been somewhat subdivided over the years. This is very rural area, dirt roads, everything like that. So even though it's four acres, four, four acres in some areas can be somewhat suburban, but this is, this is definitely what I would what, what I would consider rural. So here's the property itself. We're just going to look at some basic characteristics of it quickly. It's obviously a vacant piece of land. It is off a dirt road called Hecker Way. Obviously, we would want to confirm access uh, during the title process, but it looks like there's other homes built back here, so that should be uh, no problem in my estimation. Uh, I'm going to check out a couple things. Uh, first of all, let's take a look at the contour lines. Um, as you can see, there are a few, a uh, couple contour lines on here, but it's not really a severe slope by any means, kind of a gentle uh, slope, um, looks like it's going up here. Um, so take those contour lines off. So that's nothing, nothing really to be concerned about. I will also take a look at the, um, FEMA floodplain. I don't believe it's going to, yeah, there's no FEMA floodplain here. Take that off. And then we will look at wetlands, see if there's any sort of streams or anything. So uh, there is probably a seasonal stream way up here but that doesn't affect this property at all so I'm going to take that off uh, next let's um, let's take a look at the comps on the property So on Zillow here we have got this area already zeroed in as you can see the reservoir here um, you know I normally look for, big features on on the land or the topo- uh, the land or the cities nearby to kind of zone in and, and kind of uh, focus in on the area. So, you know, with something like this, I noticed that there there was, uh, you know, the reservoir here, and then it's inside the reservoir. So that's that's kind of how I found the property over here. And if you keep on zooming in, you'll see the road that it's on, which is Hecker Way. So uh, here's wh- how I found these comps. So I did a lot size, uh, pretty big range, but I did one to 20 acres. So just so we could see what's available here. And the last 12 months, which is pretty common for rural type properties, 12 months is, is pretty much the best you're gonna find. Sometimes in areas that that were there were very few sales, you have to even go back even farther up to 24 months or something like that to find some comps or expand the area uh, really large. Um, Next, obviously, I made sure that it's just lots and land, and now we're looking at the sold properties, as you can see. And so, obviously, the closer the comps, the better, and as you can see, we actually have a number of comps here. So, let me just click on this one here. Obviously, the same street as that property, so let's see what we've got here. So, this says eight acres, and it sold for $69,000 on four nineteen twenty-three, 23 That's a very recent sale. Uh, okay, grab a piece of the great outdoors. Okay, now this is interesting. Here sits two parcels, totaling eight acres. Okay, so basically they've got the same thing that we've got, but just two of them. So there's two four-acre parcels. Uh, so obviously the two four-acre parcels sold for sixty-nine. So if we were to split that in half, it would be about 35000 per parcel. Uh, So, let's see, what else does it have to say, Um, has a well and septic and an old home site sits towards the back of the property. So this area in particular, just a little history, there's been some uh, large wildfires that burned through this area. So there's a lot of these type of properties that did have a well or septic system uh, on the property because there was an old home there and then the home got burned down, unfortunately. Uh, so let's take a look and see how long it took to sell this property. So it was listed on 3223 for seventy eight thousand. Price changed uh, all, not even a couple weeks later to sixty nine thousand, and then a week after that it went pending at sixty nine thousand and sold at sixty nine thousand about a month later. So this is really the sweet spot here, the sixty nine thousand for the two properties. So. This is obviously a very good comp. Um, doesn't look like it's got anything really special about the property aside from that one, the well and the septic on, on that one property, which, which actually could be a, a, a pretty big benefit. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Uh, we've got this property here, 5.49 acres, and it sold for 60,000 on 117.23. And let's see, five and a half. So this property is slightly larger than the property that we're looking at. And a home was here, obviously, uh, like I was talking about with the fire that came through here. Cleanup has been completed. There are a couple nice pads where you could rebuild and a well and septic system remain. So that's that's uh, a positive there, that a well and septic system remain and you wouldn't have to go through that process. Also, since since a home was likely here and burned down, I would imagine the county would probably be easier on you in order to, to build something here again. So um, doesn't say anything really. Um, you know, there's nothing really here that uh, that makes it stand out in any way that I can see. So obviously, it's a little bit larger. So you'd have to adjust this if you're going to use it as a comp. And then also, you'd probably want to adjust for that well and septic system, you probably have to talk to a local broker agent to get exactly how much you should adjust for something like that. But you know, just as a ballpark, we could say something like ten or fifteen thousand dollars to kind of adjust for that. Uh, plus, you've got the little bit larger in the acreage, so you know, you can um, you can kind of do the math there. Next one, this one is a larger property as well. This one sold for fifty thousand on one twenty three twenty three, and let's see, this was. Listed on 614, they had it on the market for six months or so, and went pending at sixty thousand pending, and then uh, sold for fifty thousand. So obviously, this was priced too high to begin with. Uh, Let's see if it says any anything in the comments that is noteworthy. Um, This property once had a mobile home with electricity, well, and septic. Unknown condition of well and septic. So. You know, obviously there was a well and septic there. Not sure if those are even functional, or they'd have to be replaced. Um, all the um, hazardous waste has been all removed from the previous home that was there and then burned down. Uh, okay, so you know, obviously it's a larger property. It sold for fifty thousand. Some potential for well and septic, but we don't, really don't know. Uh, it's about fifty percent larger of a property than than the one we're looking at. So uh, fifty thousand, and you'd have to adjust that down in order to be similar. So I feel really comfortable on this one, putting a value of about thirty five thousand on this piece of land. Now the fact that it, I don't believe that it has had a home on in the past. Um, you might you might have to price it a little bit more aggressively. So maybe uh, let's look at at the active listings to see what's What's out here right now? Uh, Obviously, no real competitive listings in this area. This is not showing on the map, so I'd want to look at where this one is. This is 28.5, but it's only three acres. This one is two and a half acres for 45,000. I look at these things too. So, this one, this property has been on the market 218 days on Zillow. This one's been 166 days on Zillow. So, obviously, you want to price things so it sells quickly. So, you don't want them sitting on the market for this long of amount of time. And these properties, they may be nice, uh, but they're not really comparable to the property that we're looking at. So one thing, um, you know, looking at those for sale properties, nothing really kind of uh, sways my opinion. I would say, you know, the best this best comp obviously is this one right here. It's the one on the same street had uh, two lots that sold. So about thirty-five thousand each for each property. One did have a uh, old well and septic. We don't really know the condition of that one either. So um, I'd anticipate you'd you know to be um, pretty aggressive. I would anticipate you'd probably be looking at about um, maybe thirty thousand, maybe slightly less, uh, in order to force a sale pretty quickly. Uh, you, you know you could always try listing at 34 9, something like that and seeing how, how it goes. But I think, I think you'd be looking at uh, 30, 28, maybe somewhere in that region uh, as far as a conservative sale price in order to generate a, a pretty quick sale. All right. Moving on. Now we're going to talk about something completely different, which is an infill lot. Now an infill lot, obviously, as we talked about, is a smaller lot in an established suburban area. Where there's homes built all around it, but the, this lot in particular has does not have a home on it, and uh, this is a you know v- very different from some of these rural properties. So this one in particular particular is in Sarasota County, Florida, uh, and it's on a street called Appleton Terrace, and the acreage is just under a quarter acre. So let's go ahead and take a look at this property here. Okay, so here we are, Appleton Terrace. And as you can see, it's an area of established homes. Uh, these are this is a suburban neighborhood. This is a subdivision, and this lot, for whatever reason, has been owned by by these people and has not sold and has not been developed into a home. And uh, you know, it looks like a nice neighborhood. Nothing um, really notable about it. I like to zoom out, kind of just see where where it's at. This is. Um, this is a kind of a 20,000 foot view, maybe, maybe a little lower than that. But, um, as you can see, very developed suburban area, and I'm just going to zoom in there. Sometimes you'll want to zoom out so you can find the subdivision on Zillow or Redfin or wherever you're looking it up. So I already took the liberty of finding the subdivision on Zillow. So we'll go over here and take a look at it now. All right. So Appleton Terrace. Uh, Appleton Terrace is right here, this street. So I kind of zoomed out the area. You know, this is all the same subdivision right here. So I like to look at comps. You know, When we're looking at infill lots like that, it's always best to have comps that are within that same subdivision. You're going to... Um, that's going to be the most accurate. And obviously you know, it it could be a quarter mile away or something like that, depending, but uh, you want to look for comps within that subdivision. If it's a situation where you don't have any comps inside that subdivision, you'll want to go to a nearby subdivision that's very similar to this particular one with homes built in the same era, uh, same quality type of homes in the area, same lot sizes, things like that. So in order to find these comps right here, uh, obviously, we're we on sold, so these are the yellow ones, the, the sold listings. And when we're looking at infill lots, we really want to look at the past six months. And if the market is moving quickly, either up or down, you sometimes uh, want to look in the last three months. So we're doing six months in this case, and I've bracketed the size. Uh, on the low side, about 5,000 square feet and on the high side, a half an acre. So most of the lots are, are really around the same size in this area, which is almost about a quarter of an acre, which is uh, just a little over 10,000 square feet. Our, our property is uh, just uh, under a quarter acre, so that should be fine and fit that criteria. So I'm going to hit apply here, and obviously this is just land that we're looking at. So first thing I see is I see a couple comps right on the same street. So this is kind of interesting, and that would be uh, that would obviously be great comps. 10,000 square foot lot, very similar to our lot size. But one thing I notice here is it's not an MLS comp. As you can see, there's very generic text here. There's no listing agent information. It was an off-market sale, so we don't really know the details around that transaction. So for right now, I'm going to throw that comp out. All right, we've got another one here. Now this uh, is showing as uh, being an on the market MLS comp. And I look through the description here to see it's you know roughly same size. Appleton Terrace, other side of the street. It may even be right across the street. Uh, we'd have to look into that. And I don't see anything. It was on the market for 72 days. So let's see here the history. Uh, OK, well this is actually uh, I'm glad this came up because this is something that happens a lot on Zillow. This property was actually listed in 2022 and sold in 2022 sold for 21,000 uh, but it's pulling up as 259 here just because it says Appleton Terrace you know I think it sometimes confuses the data and it's showing maybe it's listed again for 259. Regardless you don't want to you don't want to look at the, any of the listed properties uh, to use as a comp so we want to look at the sold at the sold data here now this sold data you could see the source was from an mls thing so that wasn't that was an mls comp listed pending sold so it was listed in October of 2022 uh, it was on the market only about a week it was listed for 22 on the market for about a week. And then, then went under contract and then sold uh, a little over 30 days later, but sold for 21,000 on the same street, same property size. So that's a really good comp right there, 20, 21,000. Okay, let's see what else we've got. We've got this one, 18,000. Now, why was this one less? Obviously, it's um, not a lot less, but 15%, something like that. So let's take a look. Um, sold for 17,5 on 113.23. $1, um, okay, so this is kind of a strange situation. This was an off-market deal, as you could see. It was listed in 2021 and then sold in February 2021, and then we're just showing a public record r- report here sold again. So that's not a comp that uh, that I would look at to to base our property value on. We've got some ones over here that are a little higher. What this one sold for? Twenty-three thousand in april of 2023 okay so it looks like we've got some mls description here um makes me a little uh concerned here because it's saying something about 2017. so yeah similar situation here as that other property so that you always want to check this stuff down here because this the last sale at twenty-three thousand was an off-market sale and we don't know the circumstances behind that. It says public record here. Um, it's it's pulling up the MLS description and everything from the last time it was on the market, which was 2017. So I don't really want to consider that. While, while it's good, you know, while you may be able to uh, get closer to that when, when you resell, I I wouldn't rely on that for sure. So I'm going to click on a couple of other ones over here just to get an idea. This is showing that it's on the market, this property. Um it sold in January for twenty six thousand. It was listed in December at thirty thousand, pending thirty seven, and sold for twenty six thousand. So obviously, that sounds pretty good. It's a very similar size lot here, and um, believe it's the same subdivision. Obviously, right over here. So for some reason, this one went for more and it's uh, it's a pretty good sign. Honestly, I don't like to base things off of the highest comp I can find. While, While it's nice, and I hope I could get that if I was going to be reselling this property, I would base it off of the closest and kind of the lesser price comp, just because you want to be conservative in your projections, and while it would be great, and hopefully you can get that higher amount when you do put it on the market, I wouldn't bank on it, so I'd be conservative in your estimates. I like this twenty-one thousand one on the same street. I believe it. Maybe it was that other one. Yes, this other one here. This is the best comp. So this property. um, This property was listed in October for twenty-two, and then it sold in December for twenty-one thousand. That's a perfect time frame. This is this is what you want to be looking at. You know, if you were selling uh, selling property, see if you can get it closed within sixty days. You're you're doing really good. So uh, I'm just going to look at active listings here just to get an idea if there's how the market is. Yeah. So this all actually lines up really well with with what we're talking about here. You want to be. On the lower end of the active listings, if not the lowest one, in order to attract the attention. So, in this case, there's 33 comps and 33 active listings in this area. These are not comps, uh, so I want to shy away from saying that. But um, so you've got 22,000, 23,000, um, and uh, yeah. So I, I look at these and just see how you would place in there. So to me, what I would do with this property, I would place, I would price it at 21.9. And then I'd feel pretty confident you'd be able to find a buyer pretty quickly for that. So in this case, I would anticipate you getting about 20,000 um, you know, 21,000 something like that just just to be conservative. So that's the value I would place on that one. Okay, so let's go to this last example valuation uh, property that we're going to be doing. This one in particular is in Carbon County, Pennsylvania. This is an area called the Poconos. It's a kind of a rural um, subdivision type area. And the property is on Angler Lane. And this this property is just over an acre. I mean, let's just say an acre for (laughs) simplicity's sake here. So let's go and look at the property itself. Okay, so we've got Angler Lane. Let's just take a look at some brief characteristics on this property. Um, I don't think we're going to run into any issues, but as you can see, this is kind of a rural subdivision. All these properties are about an acre and, uh, all part of this, this, uh, master planned, uh, subdivision. So let's take a look here and see if we've got any sort of issues or anything to be concerned about with this property. I'm going to click on FEMA floodplain. I don't see anything showing up. Okay. There's a river over here or a Creek. Um, so I don't see anything there. I'm going to look at the contours as well. So I don't anticipate any sort of issues. Yeah, there's there's a maybe a slight uh, slight downslope, but very very little, most likely. And then so I'm going to take that off. And then I I'm going to look at wetlands. Just make sure there's no creek or any sort of wetlands. So if you if you look over here, these properties are there's wetlands there. So that Would be a concern for me as far as building goes. Uh, you probably cannot put a home on top of these uh, wetlands right here. Now, if you had a lot that was a little bit outside of the wetlands, there's a potential to building there, or you know, like something like this may be buildable here, but you wouldn't be able to build a house on top of it. Also, there's setbacks generally from the wetlands, and sometimes these wetlands aren't um, 100% accurate on these maps, so maybe it's showing here, but but potentially it could be over here, you know, so it's it's kind of hard to say. So it's something you want to be uh, very careful about, I guess. So uh, this lot in particular looks pretty good to me on the surface because I'm seeing homes all up and down the street. And uh, here's one that just for one reason or another has not been built on. So uh, during your due diligence process, you just want to make sure that there's not some reason this, this – um, Lot was not built on, so but we're gonna we're gonna assume that it's a buildable lot, and that's how we're going to value this property. So let's uh, let's take a look on Zillow, where we've already found this subdivision here. So generally, you know, in order to find these things, uh, you know, either rural subdivisions or you know infill lots or even rural properties, uh, I'll do county search first Uh, if I know the zip code then i would put that in here as well so you can narrow it down but you can just zoom in and out until you find the particular subdivision so in this case um i'm gonna look and i'm gonna so we've got here's how we we bracketed this property so i'm looking at lot sizes between one and two acres as you can see in that that map previously there's not a lot of variation within this subdivision So uh, one to two acres uh, is fine. You could even go, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if there's any of them that are like 0.9 acres or something like that, but maybe the best thing to do would be just to go half acre and above to see what pulls up. And you could also just to catch some slightly larger ones to two acres, you might look at doing that as well, but you can, um, definitely uh, look at the last 12 months in rural subdivisions. If there's a lot of sales, then you can sometimes put it down to the last six months. Uh, But generally, you're going to have to go 12 months in these rural subdivision areas. And obviously, we already made sure that it is just land that we're looking at. All right. So first things first, uh, I'm looking at Angler Lane. The property was somewhere over here, I believe one of these areas. Uh, And there's one that's showing up right here. So let's look at what this one is. But click on this. This is 1.31 acres. Obviously, slightly larger, but really not that big of a difference, and it's not going to make any sort of difference in the value. It sold for ten thousand on three sixteen twenty-three, and as you can see, um, there is a description in here which is telling me that it's an MLS listing, and which is what we want. Let's see what the history of it was. Listed 2.2, pending 2.16, sold 3.16. So yeah, um, it was listed at the right price, listed an aggressive price, and they got it under contract in about two weeks, and then it sold 30 days later. So this is this is really what you'd like to see, you know, for your type of properties. You want to price things aggressively, so it will sell quickly. Um, all right, so let me see if there's anything in the description that kind of um, – gives me any sort of red flags or anything like that. Doesn't look like it, so you never really know. Um, But I I just kind of look for these things when I'm doing my initial look through on the comp. So uh, obviously that's a very strong indication that uh, this property that we're looking at is going to be worth 10,000. Let me see if I've got any other comps around here, any other information. This one, a couple of streets over, one acre, Sold for nine thousand. This is an off-market sale, so we are not going to use it. But obviously, it gives an indication that it's a very similarly valued area. Uh, again, this one looks like it's off-market property because it's not an MLS type uh, thing. But it says it sold for ten thousand on nine twenty-nine twenty-two, and it was not listed on the market. Uh, let's see what this one is: sixty-five hundred. Okay, this is slightly less than an acre. Uh, sold for 6,500. Again, not on the market sale. So it looks like a lot of off-market transactions for some reason. What about this one, 13,000 or twelve nine. Again, not on the market sale. So if I had to, you know, if I, if I had to use something like that as a comp, I could. Um, you know, it give you a really good indication of the value. Even though you're, they were they were not on the market. At least things are trading in this area. Uh, this one in particular too, not on the markets and it off market sale. So uh, again, really shouldn't be using a property like that. Let's see if this one. Yeah, strange. So Lots of off market sales. Don't know what the story is behind that. But let's. Um, so we do have. Thankfully, we do have one really good comp, which is the same street. sold in a quick time frame. I'm going to look to see what is on the market. All right, we've got this one over here, not too far away. Looks like it is a a cartoon-type thing. Uh, On the market for $10,000, and it's slightly smaller, just under an acre, which um, isn't ideal. But... Let's see what it says. Any any problems with that? Uh, buildable residential lot looking in the heart of the Poconos. Okay. Um, obviously there could be a lot more effort put into the marketing here by Howard, but it is what it is and uh you know, it's been on the market for quite some time at $10,000. Um let's see what else we've got. This one. $15,000. Um, this one has been on the market for 15 days, 125 views, nine saves. That's actually pretty good activity listed for 15,000. Um, yeah, so it's slightly more than I would, uh, look at for the property that, uh, that we're looking at buying, but you know, it's hard to say what it's actually going to sell at. These are just kind of competitive listings that you would be de- dealing with. So you know, I don't see anything here to sway my opinion. I think we are looking at a value of $10,000 in this property. And to be conservative, I would project $9,000. Uh, you want to be able to price things aggressively like we talked about. So I'd probably price it at 99 dollars 9. or nine ninety-nine ninety, <laughs> Uh just under 10000 to make it look look pretty good. And then, you know, you, you might not sell it for exactly at 9,000, maybe, maybe in or 10,000, maybe you sell it for 9,000, something like that. But I think that's, I feel pretty confident in that. And I would just verify during the due diligence process that it actually is a buildable lot and there's nothing wrong with the property that, um, w- would make it difficult in order to sell it. So that's about it on these deal evaluations. Um, the, there are obviously lots of, uh, different types of properties out there. And depending on what you focus on, um, you just have to value them property, properly and, uh, and you'll be all set.